Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of Ignorant Bliss. This is your host and creator, Julian Lytle. On this episode, I am with my old friend uh, from college and just life, uh, Micah Blacklight. He is starting a Kickstarter. He has been running a Kickstarter, to be quite honest, for his new graphic novel, L.E.R. Volume 1, Technology, Myth, Fantasy, and Urban Divinity. Um, L.E.R. stands for Le Erotique Random. Uh, yeah, it, it's a new graphic novel. Uh, I wanted to have him on. I want to have him on for a while. We talked about it. We was able to get this cracking. And we talk about um, art making this book, what inspired making this book, and a bunch of other topics. So I hope you enjoy it. If you look into the show notes and listen to the episode, you'll find out where to follow him. Uh, also a link to the Kickstarter, uh, as well. Also in the blog post or anything else. Uh, if you want to get at the show, ignore bliss podcast at gmail.com. I G B L podcast on Twitter at Julian Lytle for me directly and on all social media. Um, if you listen to this, you might know how to get it. If not, if you come across this randomly, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Google or is it called Google Podcasts now? Who knows? And plenty of other ways that you can hear podcasts. Uh, and I hope you enjoy it. Hope you can like, like, share, subscribe, all that type of stuff, and leave good reviews on Apple Podcasts and where else you can if they add that to anything else. And enjoy the episode, and hope you come back. Uh oh, as a note, I have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Julian if you will help support the process of making this show and keeping it up. Uh thank you. Peace and enjoy. I am doing quite fine, my my brother, my sir, man. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing, you know, uh, I'm doing Julian style of in. Yes, yes, uh, yes. Then there you go. So are we, is this a, a non-visual call? I usually don't do video because, you know, I don't like being on cameras. But Oh, you know. I forgot. I forgot. Okay, cool. So I can just did that, and then I can just be working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm, a, I'm that an audio guy. Shit, I ain't, man. I'm an yes. audio guy. <laughs> so am I? Am I coming through clear? Yeah, you come. You come through great. How do I sound on your end? So you don't. Mm, you sound awesome. You sound okay. fine. All right. So how you doing, man? Yeah, <laughs> I'm so good. <laughs> <laughs> You're the most positive um, person. You were, actually, you're one of the most positive people I know now. Oh, where did you back know? In you the, know back in the day, you were like the most positive person. Uh-huh. But now I'm older, so I've met more people, and there's other people who share your level of positivity. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. I don't I don't know a whole lot of them, but I've met a few. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I met a handful, you know what I'm saying? We out here. Um, 
<laughs> Yo, I'm just super, I'm super excited, right? Because, like, you know, it's not like my life ain't without shit um, stuff. Wait, am I allowed to curse on this podcast? Yeah, man, you've listened to him before. You heard. I have. I'm just saying, you know. I, I, don't know. I use, I use uh, the N-word that you don't like quite frequently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've heard. But here's the thing, though. I've, I've since slightly come around slightly like I'm, it's not gonna come out of my mouth yeah, yeah, yeah. but i am in a different place in relationship to it based upon the changing nature the changing organic nature of language and what it does and how it does it and my recognition of such like i'm still not you know all in obviously because mm-hmm. it like i said it ain't coming out of my mouth very frequently if ever but but I I can definitely I'm not as staunchly opposed to it as I as I used to be. I mean, obviously I still got beef, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's no longer like ah ah oh god you hurt me. You know what I mean, it just depends on the folk who's using it and how. You know what I mean, like I still I still trip out on the on the Quentin Tarantino use type style, but um, I understand. I understand. But you know, it is what it is. So, anyways, um, I'm uh. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, this project that I'm going to be speaking about is like taking up a huge chunk of psychic real estate right now because it is the biggest I've ever attempted. It is the most exciting I've ever done, and it's going to be for a project that I'm ridiculously happy about. You know what I mean? So right now, that's taking up a gigantic piece of real estate. Um, my lady is is holding space and supporting me in doing this and when i you know my daughter's a beast anyway but she's not gonna be able to see any of her papa's work for like like freaking she's what she's six right now to like a solid decade and change you know what i'm saying yeah. <laughs> so, so, you mean i'd be like yo i'm working on this she's like can i see i'm like hell no you can't no <laughs> yo hold up wow she's six yeah she's six yo that means that all right, because that was like the last time we tabled together was like when she was about to be like she was coming. Yes, when she was coming. <laughs> word, word at con at the con. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> that's crazy. Yes, oh, wow. and I so... ran out of there going, "I'm about to you... have a baby." <laughs> <laughs> you were like, "Yo, if I have to leave early, you just let you know." Uh, I was like, "Oh, oh. okay." <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got some uh, real fucking uh, dire business. Uh, <laughs> I gotta, gotta attend to right now. Oh shit! Yeah, that's tight. That's tight. So she waited. She waited for me to get home before she uh, fully went in the to came into mom's labor. So me and her, as a spirit, we had a deal. You know what I'm saying that she kept her end of the bargain, and I got my ass home so I could keep my end, and uh, that worked out. I t- I caught some flack for that. You what going out there? Going to the con, knowing that that she her due date, like, cause you know due dates. I don't know if you know anything about due dates. They're like a range, right? Yeah, it's not like this is exactly when now nowadays because of the industry that pregnancy has uh, in large part become, specifically in this country. Nowadays, you can actually do that. Due date is boom because that's when the doctor is gonna induce your labor and then he's gonna give you a C section crazy like i don't even whatever but um when you're not doing it that way when you're like legitimately gonna wait for the child to do to do yeah. um it's a range you know it's, so so i caught flack from I, I had to sit this was a powerful moment man i had to sit in a room we had two midwives i had to sit in a room full of women 
<laughs> it was me, my lady, her mom, our uh her brother's wife who who delivers kids all the time like that's one of that's what she does that's what she does for a living uh and both do and both our midwives were all staring me down when i'm sitting there telling them i'm going to the comic con you know (laughs) they're like her mom looked me in my face and was like you are going to miss the best event of your life and i looked her back in her face and was like no i'm not because she's not coming until, well, I didn't even know it was going to be she. Because it's not going to happen until I get Take back. back. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was super trippy. And the only reason I could do that, the only reason I could do that was because the way I roll with spirit, I had asked my spirits. Like, you know, I'm not particularly, I'm not religious at all. And I, 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 I consider myself spiritual to the extent that I just definitely believe is way more stuff than I understand. And, I, you know, I feel like there's some energies rolling around, you know what I mean? And some of them are more powerful than others and blah, blah. So the way I do it, I, I, I pray to uni, what I call uni, which is short for the universe, which is spirits, forces, fates, entities, gods, goddesses, uh, energies that are rolling, ancestors that are rolling with and for me. That's uni. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's 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 what I pray to. And it's just like I, I checked in with them and I, I tried as best I could to check in with the spirit of the unborn child because we didn't know what sex it was because I didn't want to know. I purposely was like for the first couple seconds of her birth, first minutes of, of the birth, I wanted to just be holding a child with no no um, expectations on it. No, we got a boy. So it's a boy. You know, We got a girl. So it's a girl like none of that. Just it's a child. It's a human. Let it be here. For the first couple minutes of his life without any expectations other than we welcome you in here. You know what I mean? So we went out of our way to not know the sex. Um, but I, I, I checked in with the spirit of the child as best I could. And I checked in with my, my lady. I was like, listen, if you are against this, I will not go. And she's like, she's been with me for years and years. You know what I mean? And she's yeah. just like, I trust your knowing. If you know, if you tell me you know. Like, you good. You done spoke with your spirits and da 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 And the baby's not coming until you get back. I will trust it. If you don't know, I ain't trusting it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's that simple. So I was like, I'm good. We done had the conversation. I'm clear. As long as you're good, I'm good. She's like, all right, I trust you. Let's go. So then we sat in that room. I didn't feel like I was as alone as I kind of felt would have felt otherwise. Because I had already had the conversation with my lady. Right? So... You know, moms and all these people staring me down with the da 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 and you fire. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. So when we got the scare, when we thought her water had broke, um, <laughs> I was on my way to the con like the second, third day of the con. And I got I the remember. text in the morning. I remember. <laughs> right? And I was like, but the part you didn't see was on my way to the con. I looked up at the sky and was like, I thought we had a deal. <laughs> you know what I'm like, I was talking to the spirit of the child. <laughs> <laughs> yo what's happening yo i thought we had this worked out and it turns out that we did it turns out we did because uh it turned out to be a scare it it wasn't to this day they don't know what broke like it wasn't our water but some crazy liquid came out and they, they to this day they don't know what the hell happened but but the baby waited all the signs like kind of chilled out after that day and then i got home and the baby the, the she went into labor the next day <laughs> next day <laughs> like here we go yeah man yeah, so that's my world. That's my life. And that's how I roll with it. I'm just like, magic is real. I don't care what none of y'all say. I don't give a fuck about your science. I don't care about your physics. Like, you can't tell me. You can't. Sorry. <laughs> you can't. That's just how I live. That's how I live. So, so it was It was powerful. 
So for the listeners, uh, how does how you live and what you believe influence your work? That's, that's a damn good question. I did. I don't know that it does. I mean, to hmm. Okay, so that's a damn good question. I've never been asked that before. So, um, I feel that there are energies, sometimes forces, sometimes beings, spirit, whatever, but energies that want to be articulated on this plane. They ain't got mouthpieces. They don't. They don't have mouths, right? They're not. That's not what they're. They're not corporeal. So they don't have bodies and shit to express themselves. That's where humans come in. That's what I feel. And so, some people feel like they're possessed by art, taken over by art. They're just the vessel for it. I don't go that far. I take it like halfway there. Like I do feel like I'm a channel for sure, but I feel like I'm a channel specifically chosen by energies who want my filter on their their expression. They know I'm going to filter them a certain way. They know when they come through me, they choose me as, an, as, a, as a mouthpiece. I have a specific way I roll and, and, a, and a specific series of arts and, and mouthpieces that I can, I can access. And they want the way I access it over, say, a different vessel. They're not just looking for any vessel. They're choosing specifically. So I guess in that sense, what I believe, which is that, influences my art in the sense that I do feel like I'm I'm in I'm ex, I'm engaging in an exchange. There's some of it that's coming through me, coming from me, and there's some of it that's coming through me. And we're kind of making a deal. We're kind of navigating um, as as the art comes out of me. And that's uh, aside from that, the other piece that of belief that strongly strongly influences everything I do is my choice to take on inspiration as my primary purpose in this life like people ask you know what's your purpose and and not everybody asks that not everybody's thinking about that but for me um that's that's the primary purpose i've chosen in this life outside of you know living and freaking having a ball um (laughs) and so and and encompassed by that you know i mean it's inspiration like i my art my, my speech the way i carry myself is all geared towards the the credo, the knowledge, uh, operating under the assumption that I'm always, we are always being observed. Always. Um, and not like on some conspiracy theory shit, although I do believe that too. But the point is, um, when we're walking in the street, when, when, we're, when we're doing things, when we're saying things, every interaction that we have with another human being is being observed by somebody. And, and you may not know, you may have no idea the impact that you're having when somebody else observes you doing a thing, saying a thing, being a certain way. And, but we're believing ripples, like we're all boats and we're just leaving ripples in this water in our wake. And for me, it's like, what kind of wake do I want to leave? What kind of string of interactions do I want to leave? I want to leave some super empowering, hella, hella inspirational, like, what the fuck this? That's what I want to leave behind me, just strings of it. Just, yay, you know? So that belief also influences what I do and how I do it. And, and I feel like it permeates everything I do. Mm. That's a good answer. Um, yay. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting, because I think about that, too, in terms of interactions. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't always feel the best about what I make, but I can look back sometimes to see that I've interacted with a lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, 
and, and positively interacted with a lot of people. I would, I would, I would hope so. I try to try to make so. Mm-hmm. I don't hear about the negative interactions. Sometimes I wish I would and make things easier. Right. So I wouldn't. Oh my goodness. Things. Yeah. Dang, because then you don't have to be all up in your head. Just let me know, man. If it's like, you know, if I fucked up or you feel like I fucked up, let me know. And then I can either correct or, or ignore you. <laughs> depending depending on, on what, yeah. you know, what you think I done did to you. <laughs> so this isn't your first time being an author. Like a couple of years back, you wrote a, you wrote a book with illustrations. Mm-hmm. And how was that, and how did that go? <sighs> the saga. So, um, it the, okay. So the very first project for those listeners who have no idea who I'm, Micah Blacklight, by the way. Um, the the for the listeners who have no idea about this project that, that I did the first time, it was called Cult of the Serpentari. It was a big old novel actually uh several hundred thousand words like 160 or 70 thousand words i'm at had 43 illustrated plates the way that it came about was very interesting because um i you know there's a long story but i'm gonna cut it real real short basically i had a short story and uh i actually had an agent and she pitched it without me knowing she was gonna pitch it and a company called Dolores cave a small online publishing company that had been in the romance and erotica uh, genre of ebooks for a long time they were a recognized name a recognized brand some people loved them some people hated them they were run by crazy people but either way um uh super cool but crazy um i i got the book deal but i call it the book deal that never was because when people think of book deals they think of money first of all you know what i mean <laughs> uh and then and then resources like publicity agents and book signings and tours and all that stuff i got none of that what ended up happening was i wrote a short story they said can you turn this into a book i said hell yeah i had never written a novel in my life i thought i could i didn't know the first thing about it but i made it up as i went along to this day i'm really happy with what i made but i'm i've since come to realize it's not a traditional novel in the sense that there's zero conflict because i was like nope i don't want conflict i just want fun and so i stuck in (laughs) (laughs) so i stuck in a little bit of conflict like this one piece that's just messed up because there's so not anymore in the book so when you when you come upon it, it fucks you up. Like, you're just like, what the fuck? Because I can do some <laughs> fucked up conflict. You know what I mean? Like, don't get it twisted. I just didn't want to. But I didn't realize the the power of conflict and how it drives story and how you basically can't have a good story. According to all the novel people, you can't really have a good story without some kind of conflict, even if it's minor. So the point is, I didn't know any of that, but I wrote it anyway. I did the damn thing. Um, but it took me two years. Uh, because they weren't giving me money, right? So I still had to work, you know, bills and pay all that stuff. So I was pushing my brains off. But like, you know, it was just it, for this dream of funding once I had finished the book. Well, it took me two years. And in the meantime, they sued somebody. The company got into litigation with one of their ex-authors or some bull. Just, just a complete clusterfuck. Point is, by the end of it, when I went, yeah, yeah, I'm ready. They were like, ooh, sorry, we ain't got no more resources. And I was like, I was like, excuse me? They're like, yeah, we uh, mm, we, uh, we can give you a uh, place on our website. And uh, we might maybe be able to put you with a publicist for like two weeks. Maybe. That's a huge maybe. I was like, wow. Okay, so can you give me, can I get a deep uh, discount on, on buying the books? They were like, yes, we can do that. We can give you the books at cost. So that's what I got. 
I organized my own book signing. I organized every sale that I got was because of me. Yeah, I mean, there was no nothing. It was whatever. So longer story shortened. Um, they went out of business. And wow. my my uh, they went under. They no longer exist. And my project reverted back. The rights reverted back to me. Thank the gods. They were very nice and kind on that scale. Um, and so I published again, self-published, just, to, you know, because I had a, a small little core of followers. You know what I mean? A couple hundred people. Da, 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 it was great. But it was a drop in the bucket compared to what I was trying to do. I was trying to take over the industry. You know, it was just all this stuff. Um, and long story shortened, when I realized they no longer could sell me the books at cost, all the illustrations were in color. Mm. But when I lost that, I couldn't sell it in color because I was like, oh, that was taking a chunk of the price right down. Like, that was, wow, okay, okay. So my, the next edition of them were all in black and white and then, I only did that for a little while, and then eventually I stopped doing that because it was just like trickle, trickle, trickle. And then I stumbled on this uh, this this author whose name is Joanne, Joanna Penn. She's got a YouTube channel. She's really successful author. I think she's based in the UK. Um, shout out to her. She has no idea who I am. That's okay. Um, the point is, uh, she had this guy named Stevenson. What was his first name? Uh, who cares? Um I'll figure out his name at some point. And he had this course. He still teaches the course, you know, on how to, to drive ebook sales and all these other things. And part of what he said was, you know, I ended up taking the course. And part of what he said was branding. Like the very beginning is your title. Like, do people know what they're getting with your book? And for me, I purposely kept the book loose. Like, I didn't necessarily want people to know what they were getting. I just wanted them to be interested and curious. And so I rebranded it. I chopped the initial book up into three. So it's now a trilogy. It's fully rebranded. It's got brand new title. Um, it's still Cult of the Serpent, sorry. But then there's a subtitle. It's like this super long thing that I don't even remember. But you are absolutely clear what kind of book you're getting now. Um, so the longest part of that is that the book still exists. It's now a trilogy. And you can get it as a perk. On this current Kickstarter, dun dun dun, dun ding, boom. So, um, is there any, I guess, uh, continuity, a thematic continuity between your book and LER, which is the graphic novel you're kickstarting? Mm, no, because there happens. So, I have uh, what amounts to four different worlds. And the, the, the world that the book took place in is not represented in any of the four stories that are the, that is the LER. Um, the reason I'm offering it as a perk is just because a whole bunch of people, when I was letting them know I was going to do this next project, they've asked about the Cult of Serpentari and like, can, is it still for sale and can we find it? And um, I was like, actually, yeah, I'm going to make it available after this Kickstarter. So there you go. So now that... Now that we brought it up, what is LER Volume 1? What is this, da, what is this about? Da, da, da. <laughs> LER stands for Le Erotique Random. It's not French, but I like the way it sounds. I made it up, so that's what it stands for. Okay, so the LER Volume 1 is a series. It's a graphic novel, an extremely adult, illustrated, obviously, graphic novel. It is... It consists of four different stories told in four 
storytelling styles. The first one is prose with a few illustrated plates, kind of like Cult of Serpentari. The next story in the in the book is sequential art, full-on comic book art, word bubbles, everything. The third story takes that a step further and gives you pure visuals. So I just take out all the verbals and you're just reading the visuals all the way across. And then the last story, the fourth and final story, is a combination of all three styles. So you're going to go from sequential into, I mean, from prose into sequential, down into pure visual and back up into prose again. So I'm just giving the reader a chance to interact with the media in ways they never have before. And it's because it's four stories. All the four stories are linked. They all happen in the same city, but they're from different characters, different, you know, sort of walks of life, points of view. Um, and it's super, super exciting for me because I get to experiment with these styles. Um, specifically the one, the fourth one, where I can go in and out from from prose and then, you know, back in and the sequential and then back out. And like, it's it's to emulate the experience I've had, loosely emulate the experience I've had reading a good book, right? Like when you first pick up, when I first pick up a book, I'm reading a book. I have a book. I'm bringing it. But at some point, especially if the story is good, I stop reading. After a minute, I start living it. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I'm in it. I start seeing stuff. And so I kind of wanted to loosely emulate that experience by making it so the beginning you're reading and then you start seeing it. Yeah. You know I mean? And you go from a little bit more and a little bit more and then it's pure visuals and then you come back out and then you go back in so that's the basis for the ler um and that's what that's what we getting so being that you're trying to also replicate how you like how you fall into stories is that format also freeing for you to keep you interested in making the work being able to play with all your different type of uh skill sets or where you want to tell stories being able to jump in between the two Say that because sometimes when you're making when you're making long pieces of work, uh, you can you can get to a point where you're like, "Why am I doing this?" Like, I'm <laughs> like you get so what? far in, it's like, "Yo, I I want to do something else now. I'm bored. Why did I do this?" Mm. Well, I'm I'm super 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 fortunate in that. I tend to have more interest in my work than a lot of people. So it takes me a long, I mean, a long time before I'm like, I'm bored. I'm fucking bored. I want to do this. So that's the first piece. But the second thing is, with these stories in particular, so I have, uh, like I said, I got four worlds in my head. But what I, what I mean by that is, I got four worlds in my head. So it's, it's, I have histories. I got peoples. I have, I have cultures, climates, creatures, flora, fauna, technology the whole nine like i have worlds in my head so i have been wanting to get stories from these worlds out of my head for years feel me like the ler as a concept has been brewing for years and the stories within it the concepts years so for me this is this is like christmas if this kick if slash when this kickstarter goes through there is no way i'm gonna lose interest <laughs> <laughs> It's like, what? It's oh my god! It's like winning the lottery or some shit. Like I am so hyped. Like nah, I'm 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 hella good, hella good. So in that regard, nah. But simultaneously, obviously, it's super fucking interesting for me to be able to jump. You know I mean, specifically because we have all these tools now, the digital, like the iPad Pro, and what I can do with the the Procreate. Like what? Um, and then my yeah, you know I mean, and then my other two like. Uh, go to's Clip Studio Pro and uh, and Photoshop, of course. Um, being able to leap between those three 
to do what I want to do and have it be erotica and have an audience already built in because they're the ones who back the project. You know what I mean, oh man, this 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 no, it don't get no better than that, man. I'm that's that's coasting. <laughs> I think boredom on this project is fucking impossible. That'd be impossible for you. Speaking Word. Of, speaking about process, so like, so I'm guessing you only using Procreate on the iPad. Have you tried using uh, Clip Studio Pro on the iPad as well? I did once when it was first first coming out, and I, I was eh, it it didn't for me because I, I use Clip Studio Pro on my Cintiq. I still yeah. have a Cintiq, um, and it's familiarity yeah i mean like it it, it's almost like procreate benefited from me not knowing what the fuck it was Mm -hmm. um and being able to to use the eye pencil in the way that that you can like with procreate because it's built specifically for that tool you mean it's just massively it's just powerful so when i go back to clip studio pro and and don't get me wrong clip studio pro is a powerful program it makes me very very happy but i'm more comfortable with Procreate on the iPad. So that's just kind of how it works. Because mm. I know, like, Clip Studio Pro or Magna Studio was never, like, my... Uh, Go-to. I could never really get into it. It almost felt like it was too focused on, like, comics for me to mm. get into, right? Like, mm-hmm. but that I've been... And I've been using Photoshop since, like, 96. So it's just, like... Familiarity. Yo, it's like, man, y'all can add all these things in the world. But it's just, like... Yo, back in '96, y'all wasn't y'all wasn't in the gym with me. Like I don't like <laughs> like all this new stuff you talk about is new. Like mm-hmm. I still like pencils and paper. Like that's what Photoshop mm-hmm. is to me now. It's like it's like brushes, like Winsor Newton brushes. Mm-hmm. Like oh, like mm-hmm. y'all trying to improve the wheel, but they already they already solved this problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whereas whereas for those of us who who weren't with it, like I was with Photoshop way back in '90 whatever, but yeah. I wasn't doing comics. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. For me, it's a whole new planet because Clip Studio was like, Photoshop is daddy. Photoshop is like the granddaddy god doodah, right? But I didn't, I've been using Photoshop for literally decades, and I still don't understand three quarters of the bitch. Like, maybe half, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a whole chunk of Photoshop. I have no idea what it does. Just no freaking clue. And Clip Studio was like, listen... It's ginormous. So we're going to just extract this piece and be like, all y'all who want, yeah, all y'all who want manga, all y'all who want to do comics, all y'all graphic novels, y'all, we got you. Yes, Photoshop is the daddy, but this is for you specifically. Here you go. And because, like I said, because I had never done the comics on P-Shop, I was like, awesome! (laughs) This is so easy. And their workspace is really cool, too. Like, I dig simple stuff. Um... Like being able to move, and this is something that my lady just didn't. She's a, a painter and a graphic designer too. She had no, she didn't even. Under, she was like, "Why would you even want to do that?" When you can, in in uh, Clip Studio Pro, you can move. First off, you can scroll. I mean, yes, yeah, scroll, pan, and zoom. Stupid easy. Like they made the controls just so intuitive. It's not you don't have to hit no buttons. It's just zip, zip. You just do it. I'm easy. But two, you can move the image. The, the actual image that you're working on anywhere in the frame at any time. You just freaking, you can move it, whatever you want. You don't have to switch into a special workspace to be able to do that. And it's just simple stuff like that that I'm like, dude, I just, God, oh, this is so awesome. I, <laughs> I mean, this is what I need. This is how I think. This is just perfect. 
um and procreate too they just you know because they got that ipad shit so you got the touch screens you can just zip zoom zip we you know spin it around it's just nice it's just nice it feels nice okay okay eventually like i like i've tried procreate like mm-hmm. even did like a today apple talk at the apple store on it and it's mm-hmm. cool like i know how to use it i bought some special brushes for it mm-hmm. but man like I like Adobe got their own apps, and I just feel more home there. I just be sitting there like, yeah, I know all the stuff already, like mm-hmm. the way I want it. Mm-hmm. That, that's like, the point. You know, that's it. it. Yeah, that's yeah it like the way I want it. <laughs> like, I don't know, but I, this one's better. I'm like, yeah, but uh, but I don't know that one. <laughs> like, like I've used your sword, and it's okay, but it ain't got my grooves in it. Like, <laughs> It ain't been with me. This one comfortable in my hand. You know what I'm saying? Yours might even be sharper, but this bitch is comfy. So I, I might cut you easier with this one right here. See what I'm yeah. saying? I'm feeling it. You know, I already practiced my styles on this. I already know all my kung fu. Yep. I can dig it. I can dig it. It's about familiarity. Yeah. So what else is going on, man? What else are you liking? What else are you what is else is inspiring you? in the world in terms of creating stuff because you know when you're making new things you know nothing's made up from a vacuum you know besides mm-hmm. you know your the the spirits in the universe mm-hmm. there's other stuff that's going around uh you know that it, you know enjoy you get your mind thinking you know you got your family of course and you know mm-hmm. you're, you're lucky enough to have a family that's creative with you you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying Mm-hmm. Not everybody has that, so you get to right. explore as like a unit instead of just like this is my solo journey, like Kane and Lone Wolf and shit. Yeah, because I know we've had well, many talks about like you know me and my issues with 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 Marvel, but like mm-hmm. and then like you're still you know like oh this is this entertaining and then like other stuff like that, and I'm always like the dour one, but you're like the again you're positive. Versus my, <laughs> versus my like, eh, I. Eh. Well, what's interesting, what's super interesting, is that a whole bunch of Marvel is. I'm that guy. I'm the as I. Yeah, I mean, eh, it's cool. Some stuff I'm like, this is fucking awesome. This is one of the best things ever. Like, I, you know, I will always, always, um, big the fuck up out of out of Black Panther because I I truly believe we have literally never had anything like it since the invention of cinema. Like that's how deep it is for me. But outside that, there's a bunch of just right. You know what I mean? Like for me, Endgame and uh uh what's the fuck what's the first one? Um oh, Infinity War. War. Infinity War and Endgame. I mean eh, for me Infinity War what well, we can get into that a little bit, whatever, but uh Infinity War was no and then Endgame was a was 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 I. <laughs> Yeah, you know I mean, like now, mind you, I on a scale of ridiculous budget, crazy amounts of fucking special effects that are awesome beyond awesome. Yeah, yeah, I get all that. But at the end of the day, you got your story has holes the size of fucking Texas in the parameters that you set up. Right. Like, I'm not even talking about reality because people are like, yo, it's a superhero movie. So how you going to be like, it ain't real. I'm like, dude, they set up rules yeah. in their fucking story. In the same how you going to break movie. your own fucking yeah. rules? <laughs> in the same movie, they make rules and they be like, ah, ah, fuck it. <laughs> fuck it. We want to make this happen. So there we go. Whatever. That rule we you described the earlier. Yeah, forget about that. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. So anyway, that's my, you know, that's one of my primary beasts with that. But um, outside of that, like, uh. Before we move too far off, let me just uh, say this about this project. 
one of the reasons this project, the LER, is making me so excited is because erotica in particular is, is a, 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 a subject, a topic that's like near and dear to my heart. And the reason is because so many people, admittedly or no, are interested in sex, period, right? Like porn has, has and will remain the, the, one of the what, three biggest industries in the freaking world, yo, in the world, okay? And that's because everybody got here the same way, right? Like, in, in, no, matter what, no matter, if you could be a test tube, baby, you still came from somebody orgasming, dog. Somebody, yeah, somebody <laughs> nut you into the freaking test tube. The point is, sex is huge. And then we, in this country and all over the world, they do this crazy shit. They have this convoluted, twisted as what are you doing kind of relationship with sex, sexuality, our sexual bodies, with nudity, with, with when to be sexy, when you're not allowed. Like, it's just, ah, oh, it's, it's so bad. And then the porn and or the, the quote unquote erotica, it's, a lot of it is just whatever, um, is... Is is hateful? Is misogynistic? Is rapey? Is fucking pedophilia? Is just what are you Actually, doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold up, this is a good topic. Like, forget that comic book shit. Yeah, the nature of pornography, right? Like, mm-hmm. like I'm pretty open to the point when I talk to people about like porn, mm-hmm. because we're at a point where like I think porn erotica. Uh, burlesque mm-hmm. and reached this point of almost like true mainstream acceptance to mm-hmm. like beyond the over thing sex sales is that the third like nah like yo y'all work out with pole dancing in the clear heels mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. exercise mm-hmm. I'm looking at Instagram and y'all like the stuff I'm seeing people regular regular people just Dude. just be posting. Oh, I'm like, yo, that ass 20 years ago, this That's is porn. this got the little special cover over the magazine yep. Yep. in the yep. in the bookstore or the magazine sure. rack. But sure. like this is you I don't know just, getting back just in your fucking living room. Yeah, just, you, you just... try to get a crush thing happening, you trying to you I don't know what's going on, but I'm mm-hmm. seeing a whole lot of thigh. And mm-hmm. I'll see a whole mm-hmm. lot of things, and, mm-hmm. and then there's like you know the the means in which people can monetize it, like this whole capital, uh, fans fans only joint. only mm-hmm. fans all this mini fizz mm-hmm. Pornhub mm-hmm. like it's gotten to a point where the the idea of content creation and capitalism has pushed it to a point that the entire generation is like ah, another stream of income could be me. Doing these fucking things, fucking jacking off on the motherfucking computer in front of hey, boys who want to see it die. Hey, I'm you like, ah, die. And, <laughs> and you know, there's a point where you see like the stars and like some of the, the you know, the the actresses more than the than the actors. Even though right. you know, sorry to say the actors are at times, mm-hmm. or at times actually the directors and the owners or people yep. in the company, yep. so they still have more power. But mm-hmm. there's a point where you hear like, oh yeah, that point actress is kind of famous, or like she at certain events, and I'm like, oh this is, this is, oh now nah, I'm gonna talk about this shit in public now. We. If mm-hmm. I've seen them on 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 a uh, red carpet, then yep. a whole then lot of people know who this it, is. It's, it's it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, do y'all know who this is? Like, <laughs> like I just see the things. And it's like, whoa, right? Mm-hmm. I pat my head like I'm sweating. Like, ooh, right? What is, do, do y'all understand where this where this person came from? Like, do y'all know? We used to okay. Wait, what? 
Okay. Okay. So for me, here's here's uh, a part of that because it is a really good. T- it's a huge topic. So first off, just the nature of porn. Period. Right. Porn isn't even defined. Mm, yeah. Porn is this nebulous thing, like like blackness. Feel yeah. me? Like it's not defined. It's it's. I remember. You know, there's a famous quote by the judge or whatever when they were like, you know, what's pornographic? He's like. I was some some like I'll know it when I see. You know it. when you see. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> and that's a judge. That's a fucking judge. You ain't supposed to be it. Nah, man. Like we need more parameters than that. But the point is, we don't have it. So so you know, erotica, all porn, is somebody's erotica. Not all erotica. Not even close to all erotica is porn. That's the first piece. The second piece is. Mm, we we have this this super again it's super strange it's super super one-sided it's very very anti-female like across the board it's really really tripping me out because on you know on the one hand you have um you have all these dudes who purportedly according to them they love seeing naked women. They love the, you know, and, and these are the these are motherfuckers who refer to them as but you know bitches fuck oh yeah mm-hmm. big titty bitches did all this shit right they love it they love it they love it. But the minute, the second, first off, the second they see a woman who chooses to, to dress sexy on the street, they all over it. Like, and they, they you making them so fucking uncomfortable that they don't want to do the thing that you purportedly want to see more of. That's the first piece. Yeah, and then, then the you second call piece, names when, when they like, ain't talking about you, you know, when, yeah. they, when they answering your fucking lascivious ass, skeevy ass, you know, ah, oh, come here, da-da. then all of a sudden, oh, they're a bitch, oh, they're a stuck up hoe. But if they answer you, then they have thought. Then they have slept. Like it's <laughs> like you give them no room. <laughs> you give them no fucking room, yo. No room, none. There ain't no fucking room. That's the first piece. Second piece is no. It's the third piece. The second, the third piece is that like the 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 pornography thing is crazy because since smartphones and shit have mm-hmm. come into existence, right, and people can just take selfies, then they're changing the porn game. Because uh, like uh, a solid, it seems like a solid sixty percent of the porn out there right now is amateur. It's all people just yeah, filming bro. themselves. It ain't even no, it ain't no pros out here, really. Right? Like. Yeah, it's not. They fucking and you know, and it is. It is actually a bunch of pros because I, yeah. I was um I was looking into it specifically. It sounds hilarious because I mean it's legit, but they're like, mm, sure you were. But when I was writing Cult of the Serpentari, the only place I could find the references I was I would needed for the artwork I was making was porn. Cause that's the only place I could find like the, the poses for people fucking and then the and the the kind of uh, values and all that shit I needed blah blah. So I was I was there was a whole lot of porn research going on, um, but I found when I was trying to to um, promote the book specifically on Twitter, there's a shit ton of like what I would call conscious porn porn stars mm-hmm. that are just all about making porn where a the actual talent quote unquote the 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 porn stars themselves are treated like humans are paid a good wage and they enjoy doing what they're doing so that in and of itself is like a a big change from the industry standards where you know we don't know what the fuck kind of messed up shit was going on in the past so so you know it's kind of like when you uh look at a, a menu i mean a a label on something like say toilet paper and you didn't know all the shit that was in it until you see some that says we don't have this stuff Right, so so like in the, the seventh generation toilet paper, they'll be like, no dye, no no toxic this, no that, and I was like, that all that shit was in toilet paper. Like, <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know all that was in there in the first place. The point is, there's a whole lot of porn with a whole bunch of toxic, trifling, you know, fucked up situations, casting couch deals, just crazy shit. And yeah, yeah I've, so I've I've watched I watched 
a good a good number of hours. Sometimes it's literally just being curious because even the mm-hmm. nature of like the there's the nature of the site that you get to, then there's a point of like you know the quote unquote amateurs and then you mm-hmm. start clicking on the models and they'd be like mm-hmm. go follow me on this or check me out that and then you know mm-hmm. then you start digging into the hole that is the Instagram and then you get yeah. the Snapchats and you're just uh, like and you're like well I was oh this is this is a thing this I could if I was a sociologist I this is like three four books I could write off of yes right now. yes and that's before yes. I even get to like you know there's of course I'm you know quote unquote cisgendered you know right right you know, straight or whatever right then you get into the bag of the 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 trans and the, the trans weird the she males and, and the fucking oh my god and like just the gay stuff in general like you yeah know, male male and the this and mm-hmm. that and the, the trans male on the and then i'm like yeah one time i just clicked on it by accident i was like oh that's that dude is he got a beard but there's the oh okay this is <laughs> Alright. Alright, I didn't even know. Like Oh, this is a thing? This is a thing. Alright. You know, like like what this like we are in the future. Like, like <laughs> you know, I click off of it, but I'm like, that took me like ten minutes to process. I'm like Yes. Yes. Oh, and then I saw like an interview on like some news show with that person. I was like, "Well, golly, look at that there!" Right? He's explaining himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's some trippy shit, yo. And like, there's there's um there's one in particular. His name is I think his name is Buck Angel. My boy sent me a photo of him to fuck my head up. Buck Angel was born a biological female, right? And he got a sex change, but the full like everything except when he was about to get his pussy turned into a dick, he stopped and was like, ah. I actually like my pussy. It works just fine. <laughs> I think I think I'm gonna keep it. So he, if you see a photo of this dude, wait, is he white dude? He, yes, with the glasses, yes. right? Mm, does he have glasses? He I looks like know. a biker, but he's like he a beard, like a, like a beard, he, right? He looks like a full on biker. Yeah, that's, like, the, that's the full, one. Fuck yo, me up, Micah. He I was fucked me up. up so bad. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like I can't. I can't. I, I can't. Like I can't. it's it's and, it's like it's it's the future. Like I didn't. If you go back into the 80s, you know, the way things are talking, like, you wouldn't, you know, the way they portray things is mm. fucked up. So then mm. you get to a point where you, like, see it, and it's like, no, nah, I'm not, it's like, it's not a judging thing. It's just like, I've really never experienced this before in my life. Ever. This is 100% new. This is I brand have, spanking new, and it's fucking my whole world up right now. I, I, I can't. have no words. I literally, I, I have got no, no words. words. Yeah, I like, got no words. And it's, and it's, again, it's like, to stress to our listeners. This is not at all about hate or, or anything like that. This is coming from a place of just genuine, like, for us, we've just never fucking seen anything like that before. And, and we so, went to art school. Right. In New York City. <laughs> like, we just seen some things. Like, oh, we just seen some things. It takes whoa. a lot to so, shock. <laughs> right. So we in, we, but we in shock, like, full on. Like, he, I can't look at them and see. And then... And then I am into a place of like, okay, so if you want to get there, I am into a place of, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm questioning a lot of things. I don't, I don't understand where they're coming from. A lot that they meaning a lot of the trans who specifically who who get sex changes and like get their their genitalia turned into something else, cut up and and restitched and da da. Because for me, my my latest epiphany is that 
I have been, because of the politically correct police and because of just the way I've been trying to be a positive human being, uh, you know, throughout life, I have sort of, I was under the impression that I needed to like everything. Like if, if, if you wanted to do that, I needed to be for you. I needed to like that shit and be for you. And my epiphany is that, no, I don't have to like any fucking thing. What I do have to do is accept that it's literally none of my fucking business. You, you do, <laughs> you, know what I'm saying? you do what you want to do. And, and I will accept that that's what you want to do. Even if I feel like I think what you're doing is really fucked up to yourself. I, I think that there's a very major questions that need to be asked about what self-love is, what it looks like, how you can talk about it when you're chopping yourself, whatever. But, all those conversations are are secondary because the first piece is I'm still willing to accept you as a human being. I'm willing to respect you as a human being. I ain't got to look down on you. I ain't got to curse at you. I ain't got to fucking, you don't belong here. None of that bullshit. It's just, I don't understand what you're doing. And I don't altogether agree with it. And I don't have to. Yeah. I don't fucking have to. I can just accept you. And I can accept what you're trying to do. And then we get into the legislation and shit. And then we may butt heads. Yeah, I mean, like if the law is trying to make it safe, so I have to call you this. Or I have... I don't know about all that, but, um, but that's just me. I'm, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. starting to, I'm starting to think, but either way, like that's that my newest epiphany is that I don't have to like it, but I do have to accept that that's your life and that's your body and you choosing to do that shit. So rock the fuck on. And I respect you. I just, I don't have to like it. I don't have to be like, yes, I'm all for it. No, no. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I, I, I actually sit down mm. and I wonder, like, I don't even get that far. I wonder in regards to that, because there are people that have that change that, before decades before and then we've learned so many more things about biology and how certain mm -hmm. things work that mm -hmm. be quite honest we still don't know how certain things completely utterly operate impact yeah yeah so not the, even close to do not all that i'm like i i'm like okay um i don't know why you trust these doctors this much because if you know science we we still in the early I, I to the point this like yo we ain't really been to space space yet we've been to the moon and we come back i need niggas to really figure out some more things <laughs> like i don't even want when like i haven't had surgery before in my body and i'm like yo they say they gotta take this out or it's really gonna like i had to weigh my options but in the end i like i kind of want to die with all my pieces intact like mm. You, mm. you know, you know, like I don't. I, I hear you. I don't I know you. yet, so, but it's like again, I accept, I respect. You could do you, motherfuckers can't get getting into telling you exactly to do from a to me a state level because to me that's that's, that's overreach. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Um, I do think there's some overcorrection sometimes because yeah. nobody had a, nobody has read enough. They're letting a lot of things like dictate them through like sharing of ideas on a platform that we don't know how it affects us yet. Mm -hmm. So like I know there was a, a moment in which, like I'll be honest, like at work, there's some people who want to put pronouns in their email signature, and they're 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 younger leaning people, mm -hmm. but like they don't get to, like to older people if you ask them what pronoun they are, they find that disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Because because mm -hmm. for them, they're just like, are you questioning my gender? What the like, fuck is what wrong? What do you with do? You? I'm like, a dude. Not even yeah, just I'm even that. Like you know, 
black people been questions what the hell they are before. Like these things, like what are you? Does it didn't always was used specifically for sex and gender. Like, mm-hmm. like a light skinned person. Well, what are you? Like octoroon, quadroon, like white, black, mixed. There's all this stuff going on that we like when you just start doing things because like it's a trend mm-hmm. and no one sit down and done like the homework mm-hmm. to figure out, yo, what is the process? How are we sitting on this? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. y'all just start doing things. You're going to cause more conflict because nobody really know what the hell they talking about yet. Well, what's interesting within that is that it sounds like something uh, one of my one of my boys was doing. Shout out to Carbon Mike. He's like a mentor slash nemesis. I freaking hate what he says sometimes, but he he, he makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, and it's basically that like society is is not it it doesn't necessarily lend itself to to massive change quickly. It's about it's about over the over the long term. You know, like as a, as an example, something that I'm realizing. Uh, you know, to your point, is just time, right? Like it, 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 even if it's going to change, even if it's going to shift. There needs to be more of, or it it, per, it it seems like perhaps there needs to be more time. Um, and and when I say time, I don't mean you. Those who are pushing for these changes should not push for these changes. They should wait. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is you should be prepared for it to take longer for you to be accepted within whatever it is you pushing for than than overnight. Um, case in point, a friend of mine, she's a uh, Colombian. And she is gay. And she came out to her peoples a long time ago. And they did not accept her. Did not. Not happy at the fuck all. Not at all. Right. But years have passed. Years have passed. Years have passed. They never invited any of her girlfriends. Da, 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 da. And finally, this last year, she was going to a family thingy or whatever, whatever. And she bought a girlfriend and they accepted her. And, and it took a long fucking time. And there's still people who aren't necessarily comfortable with it, but like the main folk were like, yo, we gone, we see, you know, it's been mad low. This is obviously not a fucking phase. It's not like an experiment. Like this is you mm-hmm. and we love you. So we're going to accept you. And, but it took time. Yeah. I mean, people have to come around and I'm not saying that, uh, your legislation and your this and that needs to, um, cater to the people who because you know because a lot of people be like fuck y'all fuck your time we've been crushed for mad long we've been hiding for mad long we've been in a closet for mad long screw you needing more time right i understand that and we're human we human and some of us are gonna need some time okay (laughs) we're gonna need some time to figure this shit out so i think that what's happening right now is just of course, correction, and it's huge, and it's causing crazy upheavals, and there's you know there's overcompensation in some places, and 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 pushback in others, and and that's just how it works when when you introduce what amounts to massive change. That's just how it works. So there's some stuff that's gonna be comfortable. There's a whole bunch of shit that's not gonna be comfortable. And there you go. Yeah, I mean, so that's kind of what we're in the middle of. Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been sitting back as time goes on and watching things change and. I'm like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll, I don't like to play devil's advocate, but there are times when I'm around people with more, like, conservative ideas on things, and I try to, mm-hmm. like, question Just push them. a little bit yeah, in that like, in a different direction. Yeah, and there's some people who are, like, super progressive sometimes. I'm like... Pushing in the, in the opposite direction. Like, I'm like, yo, like, but, like, black people still get shot in the street. <laughs> you talk about stuff that's, like, kind of newish you know like 
Like, uh, you know, yeah, Native Americans real. just want football teams not that like have racist slurs as names. You know, yep. We want to get yep. to like chapter two. Y'all talking about chapter eight? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. there is. You know, there is. But Cass is like, yo, I'm done waiting. I'm done waiting. Like, how long is y'all gonna fucking take? You know, it's interesting, man. So uh, another piece to to this to pull it back to just the erotica shit is just that um, I felt like I could jump on a soapbox. And I could harangue people about how messed up and misogynistic and fucked up like the money shot is, you know, when it's just a dude nothing in some girl's face. Like, what the fuck? Anyway, or I could just create some work that isn't that. Create some work that is the opposite of that. Create some work that is powerful and juicy and delicious and arousing and uplifting and elevating and fucking inspiring. And then put it out into the world and show people through example what erotica can be. Because I think erotica can be healing. I profoundly, profoundly think that erotica and 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 sexuality and and uh, a renewed acceptance of our bodies, of our forms, of the shapes that they can take, and the sizes and the colors and the craziness, uh, as well as just sexuality and like how weird and awkward and strange and amazing it can be, like an actual healthy dialogue of it understanding of it exploration of it can heal so many fucking people because so many people have been seriously traumatized before they even reach 13 yeah. you know i mean like the 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 sexual assault abuse rape is atrocious i i think it's you know based off the stats that i heard one in five one in three have been either sexually assaulted and or raped before the age of whatever or just period in their lives that's crazy yeah, you know I mean, like that number is insane, yo. And and I I feel like I've spoken to so many because you know me. I talk to people. I'm a, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a talker. I, I talk to mad people, and I know mad women, and I've spoken to mad women. And if, like, I guarantee you, if they're honest, three quarters of the women you know have all all been through some form of some fucked up sexual assault shit. Some of them, oh oh, it's it's like hard to find somebody who hasn't hard. That's fucked up, yo. And it's a whole bunch of dudes, too. And we even less coming out than anybody else. Like, yeah. the, the dudes is just like, hell no, nah, I ain't telling you that. Are you fucking kidding me? You know what I mean? It's not, <laughs> yeah, because it's not seen as acceptable. Not even Especially close. Especially for, like, like, for quote-unquote, like, you know, straight men. It's not yes. seen yes. something you can you can talk about. Not even close. Not, it's, it's not even not even something you, should, you can talk about. It's something you should not have been able to have happened to you. It's mm -hmm. that deep. Because you straight and you're a man. And so rape, a man being raped is like just the ultimate, like, nah, you can't, nah, nah, son, you can't even, that's not even, you know? It's just, it's fuck, it's fuck. So anyway, that kind of thinking spurs what I do. Recognizing that when people can, ex it can partake of and experience erotica in a way that they haven't, in a way that leaves them not feeling like they gotta wash their fucking essence off because some horrible shit happened, but part of them was turned on because it's the sexiest thing they've read in forever because nothing else really gets into sex. But then you have demons with, like, fucking crazy penises with eyeballs coming out, and they're coming through the girl's throat, and what the fuck? You know, and then you, you're slightly ashamed because a part of you was like, oh, because it was, it was kind of hot. Was that hot? Am I tripping? What the fuck? Because we never see nipples and we never see pussies, you know, except in porn, not on the screen, not in movies and shit. So it fucks us up when we do. The point, long story short is just like if I create stuff that's not that, but that's delicious. And cats get to experience that. It's the same thing as cats being in relationships that have been fucking abusive. And then they finally get in one that's not. 
and it's loving and nurturing and healthy and they're like dude this is what relationships can be like oh this is awesome yeah yeah <laughs> like like that's what i'm that's what i'm creating that's what i'm creating and that's why i'm doing what i'm doing yeah well that's a good mission statement right there yes sir I don't it's already in there make a better. i don't even think you can make a better one there it's already in there it's in there. It's written down, enshrined. It's on. The, it's at the bottom. You scroll all the way to the bottom on the Kickstarter page. That's where it's, I got it framed and everything. Ching ching. That's what's up. Yeah. So do you, do outside you think, of, um, do you, you think that the uh, maybe the fan base of of manga and anime might be more accept, receptive to some of your work because there's a. It's almost seemed a little bit more acceptable within spaces of comics and stories mm-hmm. that people who like the Japanese stuff, because they have mm-hmm. that segment of of the medium there mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Is, is gaining, you know, it's, it has its own popular outlets on the internet here. Do you mm-hmm. think, uh, is that something you've, you've tried to reach out to, like some of those communities and say like, hey, yo, check, check this out, B. I haven't because at the moment I don't have the ends to those communities. Right. Yeah. And like, I already, I already know what it's like to like reach into a community. I know nothing about mm-hmm. and try and be, yeah, you know I mean, I don't, I don't really work. Um, so I am, I am reaching out to folk who, who are parts of those communities. Um, and being like, if you feel in this, please share. You know what I mean? And I've had several who, who are, uh, which is really, really dope. Um, but, it's it's one of those things where I, it's so I'm not a part of any of those communities, uh, largely, because um, I like I do like anime. You know what I mean, I'm just not a fan of the hentai shit. And the trip is I'm actually you know, like I've seen some stuff that I'm you know hentai stuff that I'm like oh this is cool, and then they they do some fucked up shit. <laughs> I'll mean? be like this is awesome. Oh you had to put that part in didn't you? Damn. Yeah, you know I mean like it trips me out when anyway. I'm, I'm not even going there. Point is, yes. So, um, <laughs> I, I think I do feel like um, there is a little bit more acceptance just because cats love comics and they love um, they love they're, they're already they're already a part of that. They're already a part of the medium. Um, but I don't. I'm not a part specifically of those communities. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I. Uh- I understand not wanting to try to like push in. It's like, yeah, I ain't got the, I ain't got the cosign, so I don't know how. Mm-hmm. To... Mm-hmm. You yeah, just, like... just come in some brand new newbie, be like, hey, look at this. Like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. <laughs> what I, you. right? One one of the spots I am kind of pushing into a little bit is in the blurred, blurred groups, blurred societies, communities, um, because the black nerds are all about comics. And manga and all that shit, but they they hungry for black characters, yeah. for black black material, for black writers. You know what I mean? And that I have in spades. You know what I'm saying? Like that's something that that's the other piece. And what's cool about that is like black people ain't the only ones hungry for that. You know what I mean? Like mad people are hungry for it. They just don't know until they see it, and they're like, "Oh my god, this is awesome!" You know what I mean? So I'm definitely leaning into that and feeling how dope it is to have because it's not just erotica. That's Dope shit. I, I went through this experience that kind of messed me up. Okay, I'm gonna relate an experience that kind of messed me up. And I think I I I, I mm, how can I put it? I suspect 
that I'm not the only person who's had this experience. So as a kid, I had a whole bunch of concepts. Uh, as an adult, I had a whole bunch of concepts. And I wrote them down, and they were for stories, and I was going to write them, and they were going to be dope, and all these things. And at some point, I went back in, and I looked at all the concepts, because I was looking for you know what I was going to do and how I was going to do it. And I realized that none of the characters in my stories, even the ones coming straight out of my imagination, were brown. None of the characters looked like me. They were all white people. And I realized how deeply insidious our society and culture has been. When all the heroes, Superman, Wonder Woman, da 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 you know, we get one storm every now and then, we get a Luke Cage every day. You know I mean, but like back in the day, they were very, very when we were coming up, X-Men for me was the shit. You know what I mean? All my favorites, yeah. favorites outside of Storm were all white. Or blue, because you know, you get the beast and you know, fucking, yeah, uh, yeah. Nightcrawler. Yeah, you know I mean, you know. right? Nightcrawler. But they weren't they weren't black. You know what I'm saying? You get one storm. That's it. That's what you get. And so my stories, you know, in heavy metal, oh, heavy metal did me. I loved me some. They were my first introduction to the things I love most, magic, swords, and sex. I was like, get the fuck. Are you serious right now? This is amazing. They introduced me to Morbius, like all these beautiful freaking authors, whatever, artists. The point is um, that most of them were never black, never black, never black. Nobody's black. And so my stories weren't populated by black people so i went back in to all my concepts and i just re-ethnicitized people and i changed i changed two things their color and their body type because a whole bunch of my heroines all looked like you know the, the stereotypical friggin comic babe with the big boobs and the tiny waist and the nice slightly nice hips i mean whatever so i changed that to, to just switch just switch it up and give them bellies and hips and rolls and thighs and asses and small up top and big down at the bottom and vice versa yeah you know i mean just change it up just change it up and what i want is legitimate ver versatility not versatility what's the what's the diversity diversity thank you it's like versatility is not the word diversity legitimate diversity because you have some folk who again to me overcompensate all oh, my characters gonna be black everybody black 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 and that's fine if that's what you do i am not against you at all i'm not hating on you a little bit but in my worlds i want actual diversity because the world i populate the world i live in is diverse man <laughs> i mean i just want to see me in it that's all a lot of me in it so I have a whole bunch of brown, black characters. I also have some white people, some Asians, some da da da. You know what I mean? Go in, you know, Latino, like just all of it. I want all of it: fat, skinny, small, tall, all of it, all of it. Um, I'm going for, you know, there's probably going to be a few that are amputees. I want some that are that are physically disabled, like just you know some stuff, just to mess around. Um, and I'm not going to put every single thing in because I'm not interested in every single thing. But I am going to put enough in such that I feel like a bunch is represented that I don't normally see represented and I'm gonna have fun with it. So it's, it's an interesting piece, but like going back in and looking at my stories and realizing that so many of them didn't have black people messed my head up really bad, really bad. Cause I was like, how deep did y'all get into my skull? Yeah. You didn't think that, um, you didn't think you, you didn't even think about it. You're just so used to seeing mm -hmm. like the characters white. being white. And then yeah. that's yeah, I, my main characters were always like a mix mm -hmm. because very early on, like when I went to high school, like I met like an older kid. He was a, a senior when I was a freshman mm -hmm. and he was drawn and he drew 
I don't know how to portray this, but like in a very stereotypical '90s black comic way. So mm. it's like the people look black, black. So they were like dark skin. Their lips were big. Not mm-hmm. like you know, not the messed up big, but you know the the pro yeah, yeah. black big. You know what I'm saying? Like right, right. And you know the girls, the women. You know they had big asses and they were thick. You know what I'm saying? But it was mm-hmm. just that. And then, like, I'm trying to, like, draw characters. It's like, well, this one's going to be Japanese, and this one's going to be, like, from Brazil, and, like, mm-hmm. this one's going to be from, like, France. And I almost didn't have no American white people in it. It's like, if they're going to be white, they got to be from, like, another country. And, right. Like, I got to have all Denmark, this. France, fucking yeah, Iceland. Like, you know, other <laughs> shit. Canada's in there. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the people was like, yo, you'll never draw black people. I was like, but, yeah, but those two are black, but they don't look black. I'm like, so, like, then I was like, but what's looking black? And then I like I thought about that for like a long time. Like mm. I always thought like, well, I don't really fit in with the black folks. And there's still times in which I feel that way. Mm. And I don't fit in with the white folks. So it's just like, ah, all right, I guess I'm just gonna be here alone. You know, like mm. this mm. is this is where I this is where I stand. You know, I go home, I watch Power Rangers. Power Rangers, they had, like, black people always in it and, like, Asian people always in it. And, like, Latin. Like, oh, there's two Latin Rangers. And it's like, ah, like, they change every year. So it's just like, oh, they, they always got diversity. Like, it was just, mm-hmm. okay. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like, you know, I could separate. Like, yeah, I know all these characters are white, you know. Like, but, like, Milestone is over here. There's black characters. And then, like, they fade away. And I learned, you know, I'm older. I learned all the stories. I met the people. I hear the little... Well, you know, back in the day, this happened. Like, oh, well, damn, that sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, now I'm wiser. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it, but, mm-hmm. like, I'm I'm happy to say this is, like, or I shouldn't say happy, but it's, like, like, I almost felt like the opposite. Like, wanting to be, like, diverse and, like, mm-hmm. to a certain degree, I almost got, like, penalized for it on, like, both sides. Like, I never, mm-hmm. I never totally fit in anywhere. And then, like, you know, I made the answer, and it's, like, to me, they're ants. People want to say, like, oh, they're black. Like, nah, they're alien ants. They're not. I'm not going to say they're black because black people, there's black people in my comic. They, they're from space. Like, they're aliens. Like, I'm not mm. the big into the old, you know, there's a, you know, back in the day, I was like, I would say, oh, Piccolo is black from, like, from Dragon Ball Z. Even then, I have the words for it, but I mean, it's like a joke. Like, he's a stand-in. That's who we identify with. But, like, nah, Piccolo's a green alien dude from an alien planet. Mm-hmm. There's black people like it's mm-hmm. different, and that for me, that for me is why I absolutely have to have black people. Like, yeah. and I mean, I'm, I'm going to the gamut. I want like dark, freaking black, African, beautiful black, all the way to light skinned American black, and everything in between. Because for me, I need to see more brown. It's that simple. I just want to see more brown. Like, it's not just diverse. Like, I want diversity, but I definitely want a shit ton of brown because I'm making up for. All the fucking fiction I have read and seen that did not have enough of me in it. Yeah, (laughs) for real. Because I know how thirsty it is, right? Like, I I, I saw it may have been Pinterest, it might have been Instagram. I'm not sure which. And it may have been physical. It may have been me walking into a room. The point is, I saw a painting of a Moor, this powerful fucking African Arab, beautifully black warrior, like majestic as. Fuck, regal as hell, the turban, the friggin' the whole nine, <laughs> multiple blades, swords, scimitars, crazy. And I 
drank it like like freaking elixir. I did not know I was needing it until I saw it and was like, holy shit, you're beautiful. I needed that in my life. I want my art to do that for people. Feel me? Like, I want my art to do that for people. Like, motherfuckers see themselves like, dude, this is... You know, because the other thing is, for me, it's not just enough to be black. Like, like to have a black character in Game of Thrones. For me, it was awesome, okay? Just yeah. really, really awesome. But, but, and, there's something about having inner city swag mixed with that. Mm -hmm. So you're not just a black character. You're the black that I relate to, black. Like, that shit makes me happy. Really, really fucking happy. So... When, I, when I'm doing my shit, one of the things that I, I'm integrating, because I can within my stories, is that swag. That fucking, like, my characters are not, they, they stylish. You know what I mean? <laughs> they fucking, you know, they, they, they speak a certain way. They got slang coming out their mouths. Black slang, inner city black slang that I understand. Because there's a shit ton of different slang, and I don't understand all of it. But I understand this shit. And a whole <laughs> bunch of people will. You know what I mean? And that, for me, makes me happy. Because I drink it. Like, I know, you know, and you, you feel like you haven't, you know, necessarily fit in with black people. You don't fit in with... For me, it's like, when I walk down the street, nobody thinks I'm anything other than black. Feel me? Like, when I walk yeah. out the fucking house, ain't nobody thinking, oh, he's Hispanic. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, no, I feel oh, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I don't I'm think I feel it. I don't always fit in with black people in comics right now. Yeah, I feel you. And, like, and that black people... In general, I'm straight. Like when I'm at work, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm black. Like I'm outside, mm -hmm. but sometimes when I'm in the spaces, mm -hmm. I'm like, like I don't always feel like I'm comfortable because I care about things that they may not, they may not care about. Like I sometimes mm -hmm. feel more comfortable around street dudes than I do like the geeks. It's like, mm -hmm. well, we can at least go talk about basketball with the and the new blase blah tape and mm -hmm. you know. And I feel that, and 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 again, that's to me, that's also a function of. Of number one, who you're surrounding yourself with. Yeah, you know I mean, who you're who you're calling to you, and number two, recognizing that we we want to we want to feel accepted. We want to feel like we're around folk who who feeling what we feeling, and so we gravitate towards those folk if we can find them. And sometimes we're not going to find them in the places we would most like to find them. Yeah, you know I mean, like we, we just don't, and and that sucks, but that's real. You know, it happens. Um, I was blessed, cursed, um, with being an army brat. So I can pretty much drop in anywhere on the fucking, I don't care anywhere. You can put me pretty much anywhere and I'm good. Um, I can be with street folk. I'm not the best mm -hmm. cause I'm not, I'm not that gully. I'm not yeah. quite there. You know what I mean? Um, but well, I'm pretty a square. much, I'm a square. They just know that I'm a square. <laughs> But and like I can talk to damn near, you know what I mean? I, I can I can roll with a whole with a wide range. I call myself I consider myself a tribe walker. But not everybody feels that way. And I also feel like part of that is is something that people don't people don't think about often enough. And that is the notion of social adeptness. Social ineptitude, social social Social, you know, what? like we think, we tend to think that it's easy because so, oh, oh, it's, oh, okay, it's perfect. I got the perfect example. It's kind of like pregnancy. So many women have babies every year that people think some women have multiple, you know, some women have multiple babies, right? So people think, oh, giving birth is easy. No, motherfucker, no. Actually, no. Every single time you give birth, you were skating 
like yeah. a, a freaking breath's inch away from death. That shit is major. It's major. You know what I mean? But so, it happens so often, we just fucking, oh, yeah, it's birth, right? So I think it's the same thing with being socially comfortable. Just being socially comfortable. People, you know, people talk to each other all the time. They get in these groups and do this. So they automatically assume everybody can just do that. And they're all comfortable. No, bitch, no. There's a ton of people who are not comfortable just talking to people. Just, I mean, not at all. And then you factor in depression and you factor in anxiety and you factor, yo, there's so many people that we just see on a daily basis just walking around and you think they're just talking to people and they're fine. They're not fine. Okay. (laughs) They're not, not, you know? And so there's that part too, where it's just finding folk who, you know, when it comes to quote, quote unquote, feeling like you fit in, part of it is finding folk who know how to hold space, who know how to just let you be and meet you there. Yeah, I mean, as well as just being interested in what you're interested in and da-da-da-da. Because some people, they got their best friends aren't interested in any of the shit they're interested in. But they're comfortable around them because they're allowed to just be in all their awkward, fucking weird, strange, or amazing splendor. They just, they just let them be. And that feels belonging. That feels delightful. That feels accepting. And that feels damn good. So, it's, you know, it's real interesting. It's just there's a whole lot of facets to it. Um, there's a whole lot of facets to it, but I, I do, I, I feel like I want my shit to be nectar, man. Like I, I, I can't, I will never forget how that shit felt walking in and seeing. I think I walked in and I'm, I'm all, I'll never forget how it felt. I'll never forget the feeling I walked away with when I saw that painting and was like, holy mother of all that is good. I needed to see you. <laughs> I, needed, yeah. I didn't know I needed to see you. I was happy with my Batman and my Superman and all that shit. I was happy. I was fine. I was not fine. <laughs> I thought I was fine, but then I saw that and was like, Ooh, "Oh, this is glorious!" I want to give a shout out to a uh, a series called East of West. Um, it's one of my absolute favorite graphic novel comic series ever, 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 ever. And have you ever read East of West? No, nah, I, I I bought digital copies. I still haven't sat and read it though. So much Yo. stuff to read. Yeah, no doubt. And no watch doubt. and listen. There. Their work is insane. And they got different tribes and shit. And every last one of them is repped so hard, so hard. Like the from the Native American indigenous to the black New Orleans faction to the white people. Like it's amazing. I fucking love their version of diversity. It's sick. It's so sick. It's so sick. They they took it to a whole other level. And the storytelling is just Ah, oh my god yeah, yeah i know a lot of people i've had a lot of people t- like tell me like a lot of you know a lot of black people who, who read comics was like yo i really love this series it's like mm-hmm. all right this is my cue eventually mm-hmm. eventually, eventually i'm gonna get up. to it and one of these days <laughs> making stuff takes lie. a lot of time out from actually you know reading per- things per- perusing stuff yeah I'm, I'm with you i didn't i didn't uh got into to digital recently uh, a shout out to my boy dan he got me into the digital and then mikyo is one of my one of my dealers mikyo and dan and i i was they they got me back into comics i had like left i, I wasn't i wasn't here anymore now i'm all up in it because digital revitalized my shit 
because I got you know I got crates of comics. You know yeah. what I mean? But I ain't I ain't read half of them. The bunch of them are unopened. Yeah, you know I mean, I got pristine Spider Man and X Men, Uncanny X Men from way the fuck back. I just haven't even opened yet because I, I, I missed the issue here or there. I was like, oh, I'm not going to read any of this shit until I get that <laughs> missing issue. I'm that motherfucker. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 really you know, and then Saga that shit was mind blowingly dope. Oh my god, and the art. Oh, anyway, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, and then there's just there's so many there's so many, but like East to West is one of my absolute favorites because they fucking they went in they went all the way in. I was like, y'all are amazing, y'all are amazing. I want my art to feed people, son. I want people to look at this shit and just be like, yo, this is some of the illest shit I've ever fucking seen. And it's sexy. Holy shit. I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking I'm I'm looking for that. I had a really strong response to Cult of the Serpent. Sorry, there were a lot of people, a lot of people who've reached out over the years and been like, that shit fucked me up. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm grateful. I already know I got the erotica part down. I know how to do good sexy. So now I'm uh I'm adding I'm adding to it. This is the first of many. So alright, that sounds like a good a good, good jump that. off. So, so mm-hmm. how can people how can people find you online? And how, what should they? Fi- I'm going to put the link to the Kickstarter in the show notes. But okay, what's a you know what's a, a quick way you tell them so they sh- what should they search for in that Kirk Kickstarter search box? Um, the, I guess the best thing to search in the Kickstarter search box would be L E R Volume One. So V O L dot one L E R vol.1 um that's the easiest way if you if you go straight to kickstarter and search in there l-e-r v-o-l.1 um and then to find me online i'm micah blacklight on twitter i'm not really on twitter but i'm there i'm there um, <laughs> blacklight on twitter and um uh micah blacklight on fb facebook and on insta you can you can type in micah blacklight and i'll come up or you can type in i am catalyst uh, Cause I am that too. That's that's my that's my main. I've been shifting everything to that. Um, okay. So those are the easiest ways to find me. I tried to keep it simple, but now I'm migrating everything on to I am Catalyst. I dash am a m dash Catalyst c a t a l y s t dot com. That's my website, um, and that, that's I do in, uh, empowerment coaching, and I do artwork, and I'm a I'm an artist and a fashion designer and a flipping speaker and a motivational speaker and a nut job and a angel and a demon and a the alien and then a black dude and a papa yeah i'm all these things <laughs> i'm all these things all the things well all right man thanks for being on the show um i appreciate it uh we've been trying to do this for a while but i've you know i go through my ebbs and flows of being productive with podcasting True. but um you know i'm glad that you were on I am super grateful. Thank you very much for having me, especially during this time. This is the most excitingest time. And uh, you were one of the authors of one of my other most exciting times, which was the actual Comic-Con. So thank you for that, bro. Sure, no problem. I try to bring people in, you know? It fucking worked. Gotta be the shepherd sometimes, you know? (laughs) Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you very much. I really, really appreciate it. And I appreciate you having me and making the time because I know you do get hella busy. So thank you very much, bro. And to all y'all listeners, thank y'all for listening. It's good to have y'all here.